Welcome back, guys, to our fifth episode of the Hodlers podcast. Um, we're here with our amazing co-host, NFT Dad, and today we have got Casper Trades on. How are you doing, Casper? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing all right. Doing not too bad, not too bad. So for those people who don't know, Casper is a, a crypto guy. So he's he does crypto trading, and he also has a cool little business um, called Networking, which is, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we're going to get into that. And we're going to take a little deep dive into the crypto markets, the general markets, and just how Casper just came up and how, how, he, how, has, he, how has he got into crypto and that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, first first question is, what are, you, what are you doing? For the people who don't know, what do you do? Who are you? And yeah, who's Casper? So I got um, really you know interested into trading um, on a more technical basis in um, 2020 i think a lot of people did you know, i've been involved with um you know crypto since 2013 um, and you know i've been an investor in it since the early days but you know there's a big difference between being an investor and a trader um, that's a, a big difference i think a lot of people fail to realize um, and you know i wanted to really get in tune with um you know Obviously, you buy things for fundamental reasons. Everybody believes in blockchain technology, but you know how do you buy and um, you know buy and sell at the proper times and you know yeah. buy snipe at those levels. So that was kind of um, you know why I got into it. And what I do now is I teach other people how to trade. You know how to use the technicals, and also I give out you know trades and um, kind of just give out as much analysis and insight as I can on different you know, coins. I mean, it's not limited to crypto. I do focus on crypto, but the, the, the analysis I use, you know, it can work on options, uh, you know, futures, like stock nice. market futures, um, Forex, whatever. But yeah, so really, I guess just what I do is just, I, I trade um, religiously and I show others how to do so. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. I, sorry. I forgot to mention that, that you teach people as well. I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah. No, that's all good. Um, right on. Yeah. Go on Tyler. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned uh, Casper's 2013 uh, is when you actually um, got into the cryptocurrency world. Was there, uh, we want to sort of get underneath the how, like was there a moment um, or an experience that you had that, you know, sort of led to um, you making that, that jump into, man, you know, it was 2013, you know, that was, that still wasn't uh, sort of front and center back then. And so can you tell us any, any, any insights into, you know, what's the how behind your, where you are now? Um, <laughs> well, um, you know, really getting into it and just buying crypto, it was, you know, to buy other things and, you know, just to mm. use crypto for whatever it was being used for, you know what I mean? And, um, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't really trading it back then. So there was reasons. Now, don't get me wrong. I wish I would have just hodled since 2013. I didn't. So do I. But, <laughs> um, that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was when I first, you know, uh, kind of you know, played around with crypto and it was Bitcoin. That was, um, I think mm. Ethereum was a thing. Maybe it was, it was, if, yeah, I think it was. It was 2013. Ethereum was a thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I think it started, didn't yeah. it start in 2013? And then Bitcoin was 2011. I think, yeah. It was was it something like that? I don't know. Oh yeah, 2009. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I always get all mixed up. But Ethereum I mean, it, that was like yeah. so early that it was like, you know, like Hal Finney and, um, yeah, whoever else is the group that created Bitcoin. But that, that, um, I guess to answer the question, really just um, getting using it for actual utility. You know, I was trying to um, be able to 
you know, purchase something or move funds around with, you know, blockchain technology and not having to um, be cleared by like a bank or, or that sort of thing. So that, that was really how I got into it. But I didn't, it wasn't like I, I something switched and then I became a crypto guy back then. You know, I, I thought it was cool. I understood it. I was like, wow, this is probably going to be really big. But like, I had no idea until, you know, the 2017 um, rocket where Bitcoin just went. That was, zoom. <laughs> yeah, that was where I kind of was like, okay, like this is getting pretty crazy. Um, you know. That, so back then, were you just like, just generally investing, like, oh yeah, I'm going to put a bit of money in this, or were you actually like doing a bit of analysis and properly getting into it? Um, <laughs> I had like researched like some basic retail strategies, like oh yeah, use, like support <laughs> resistance and yeah, that there really doesn't work. <laughs> I, I thought I was taking a um, a calculated approach, but <laughs> in all reality, you know that it, I bought like it was like Bitcoin and XRP were the two main coins that i bought and like everybody knows that it's been in crypto for a while those both went absolutely insane so of course i thought i was like an analysis god but then i also didn't sell at the top so you know i mean i still made out pretty good um and then i had like messed with stocks a little bit here and there but it was really um 2020 when i really started getting serious with um you know, oh so not actually like not not too long ago yeah no no like that was when i started to really um you know, start to do my homework, start to take it like a business. Like, because like, I always tell people that as a trader, you know, there's two types of traders. There's gamblers and then there's professionals. And if you're a professional, you know, your trading portfolio, think of that as like your business. You know, your yeah, business. exactly. Yeah, you got to treat it like a full-time job, like an actual exactly. profession. Yeah, so you have to really dial in and um, learn what it means to be a professional. So that was where I started to do that. I think a lot of people got involved in trading in 2020 due to like everything crashing and that's when i started all the, yeah all the trading groups started popping up everybody wants to learn to trade yeah. you've seen it all over instagram this and that and i actually knew some people who started a group and i started being active in it and you know it kind of clicked and i was like okay like this is actually much easier than i thought um you know and uh i really just i like it and so anything that you know, somebody, if you like something and it can also make money off of it, you know, you got to go hard. Like you got to just like, not oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to do 150% just for yeah. straight until you know the in and out of it. That's yeah, before, uh, before, um, uh, Leon, it folks around a little deeper in the next question. I did fact check Ethereum was conceived in 2013. So you're both. Hey, you got it right. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I was going to say as well, like carrying on from that, like um, using it as a profession rather than just like a little side thing. See, most people nowadays put like half an hour into like watching a YouTube video or like a quick 10 minutes to look at a chart. And then after like two months time, they're asking themselves like, why aren't I a millionaire yet? Or like, why isn't it working? Yet you have people sat there doing like five hours a day of hard, solid learning. And they're the ones who are actually doing well. And they're the ones who are like posting on Instagram saying like, oh, I've just made this much. And then everyone else is like, oh, why can't I do that? Yet they're just sat there putting five minutes a day into it. You've got to really go for it. Like You've got to pick something you like. That's what I say with like, when people say like they're not motivated with the thing they do or like they don't have that thing. Like for us, it's trading, obviously, NFTs, crypto, Forex. But for people who don't have that thing that they enjoy, it can be anything, sports or whatever, you just got to pick something and just full send it. Just go go into deep end. 
like write down a list of your hobbies and your things you like like a list of little five pick one and just jump into it go for it because either way even if you don't like it after a month's time you're going to come out a completely different person you're going to learn something um so yeah that's that's my little outlook um on to the next one um so yeah you're talking about your trading in your journey who did you who did you learn from did you are you self-taught or did you watch any courses any youtubers so when i started out i watched a ton of it's funny i can actually remember one it's really not good advice so please don't go look at this youtube <laughs> this is not financial was, advice guys it was one called um the secret mindset and it's like oh, okay super it's super retail like for those i mean if you trade forks you know what i'm saying when i say that for those yep. who are listening you don't, there's you know there's there's you know, when you first learn to trade, everybody talks about like bull flags and you know all these all patterns. These patterns yeah, these weird trade. patterns that you've never heard of before, like shark's head and I don't know stingray tail, like just random just crap that you've never heard of before. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that was where I think a lot and like support the whole theory of support and resistance, which once you that's just kind of like a a simple way to approach stuff, and it doesn't yeah. work. Um, I'll tell you that that so that was. That was how I first started. Was but that that was how I started to learn like basic, very basic stuff. You know, okay. I went on like um, a kind of like a spree of using um, different indicators and this and that. And then I really yeah. got into um, algorithm trading. So there was another oh, guy. Nice. Uh, his name's Lynx, but um, he created an algo. It was using VWAP and um, a lot of Fibonacci, and it, surprisingly, it worked mm. really well. It was similar to the algorithms that. Um, banks trade with right because VWAP yeah. used in a lot of the algorithms that you know institutions are trading with and, and you know now what I trade um, people refer to as price action or smart money concepts um, a lot of the teachings originated from ICT for those of you who yep. don't know anything you know, not, not Forex you've probably heard of the guy yep I have um, so I learned a good bit of bait I think this is how everybody's journey goes when they're learning smart money concepts you start out with ICT and your mind just starts melting because <laughs> he's like not the greatest teacher and also yeah no he's not he's very boring <laughs> but he he, he, he proves the point and like he puts a point across but he is very very boring to watch yeah so i went from that and then i went really you know once i learned the you know the basis of it i kind of like took that and ran with it. you know what i mean so nice i i learned the concepts you know because I started to really understand market structure, which is crazy how simple um, market structure is. And how effective it is, though. Like, like yeah. most people don't use it. People don't even look at it. Um, I actually went to a Forex and crypto event today. I was there literally like two, three hours ago. And they were showing us the charts and they were basically just advertising their business. And all they had is like Ichimoku and EMAs and all these crazy indicators. And I'm like, what the frick? Like all you need to do is no one, no one just looks at the price. Like the strongest element is just by looking at the price, looking at the candles. The the amount of stuff you can read from just the candles alone is insane. You don't need a single indicator. If you want to start trading, you'll start off by using a crap ton of indicators, and then after a few months' time, you realize, oh wait, I don't actually really need any any of those indicators, and then you go naked, and then it works, and then you slowly add like one or two that you like. But yeah, naked trading, just like just candles, market structure is so it's so underrated. Like no one uses it, but it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's eventually you learn. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent So like, 
you go on that journey from like you know tons of indicators yeah and, <laughs> and, and then you learn like you know the way i like to, to look at it is you know, indicators are a reflection of past price action yeah now yeah. of course while we're using past price i'm not obviously with even with smart money concept you're using old price action but at the same time in order to confirm your you know perspective or your bias you're using current price action and um really you develop um, an understanding of you know why is price delivered where it's at so you know if you ask anybody and say hey um you know why is the price uh you know um where it's at well it's just supply everyone's going to say well supply and demand but most people don't necessarily understand that and really understanding market structure and then also supply and demand zones um all, all price delivery is based upon is where there are orders in the market so if you can understand market structure um liquidity concepts and supply and demand that, that's really all you need yeah and you need, you, need to go over you know you don't have to use 20 indicators and this and that <laughs> and another um really big thing that you know whenever I'm working with people that this is like the number one thing that none of them do is a fixed risk tolerance. And what I mean when I say that is, you know, you risk, say you risk one or 2% if your stop loss hits. Now the key to that is if your stop loss hits, not putting one to 2% on a trade. So for instance, you know, if you have a really tight stop loss, sometimes you're, you know, putting you know north of 50% of your portfolio. And I know some people are listening like, Oh yeah, that's DJ and that's really risky. And it's not, it's not at all. It's just understanding your you know risk tolerance because for, for, for me i risk one percent per trade that's more than enough i used to do two it's just yeah same man so one's enough and people don't realize you know if you have if you can use market structure um you can you know you're in a bullish market you know you can target the weak highs you just created and you know a lot of times using the lower time frames you can get five to ten risk reward trades that are going to oh easily to yeah, 10, yeah yeah you know of your portfolio so that's really um, that. That was where I really started to to go from, you know, trade. Like, did I make money before I did that? Yeah, definitely. But I also was trading during 2020 to 2021. Whenever, I mean, if you didn't make money, like, I don't even know what to tell you, unless something like you got scammed or something. But if you <laughs> bought any coin in 2020 and sold it in 2021, you know, you you did well. So once. Um, we kind of ranged last summer. That was when I really started to get into smart money concepts. I had a friend who, you know, he, you know, how everybody is with that stuff. They're really cryptic. And th that's a goal of mine. And that's what I, that's my whole um, mission is to teach these concepts in a way that's simple and easy to digest. Because a lot of people who teach them, they're just rebranding and renaming different currencies in the market. Like there's 20 different names for you know, break of structure now or, or this and that. And everybody's making it way more complicated. But, you know, I don't say this is the only way to trade, but I do think from my experience, it's the most profitable and also most. It's quite simple. Once you, yeah, once you learn it as well, it's like you can read it so easily. Like, and obviously you can take that over like you do crypto. Um, you can take it over to Forex. You can take it over to stocks, everything. It's so, so simple. Forex is amazing. I'm, I'm so close, dude. So, so close to um, the switching to Forex and indices. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, smart money in Forex is tasty. 
Um, I'd highly advise you come over to the Forex. It'll take you to the dark side. Um, yeah, I think you should come over to the Forex. It just moves so much nicer and it respects the levels so much cleaner. Like, I, I trade very basic. I know you're probably going to hate me. I'm pretty, did you say before support and resistance doesn't work or it does work? Well, I mean, it depends what your depends what your you know take on support and resistance is like for instance some people see equal lows as a support i see that as a target oh yeah yeah i see it as both so basically what i do is i like i pretty much only trade key levels um but i use a bunch of other things as well as that so i use like fibs i use emas i use psychological levels um i use trend lines so i trade super retail um but i basically use them in confluence with each other and I look for a base. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. I said I already said fibs. But I look for the retracements, and I look for the retracements from the, those key levels. I'll have to show you one day. But it's it's super simple, and it works so nicely. I discovered the strategy like like November, um, and from December, I've been profitable every single month, which is a first, which is pretty insane. I'm quite happy with that. But um, it's su yeah, it's super retail, super simple, but it's quite nice. It, honestly, it's really nice. Um. But yeah, what um so you use smart money concepts and that type of stuff. Um what do you do you just trade like the main the main coins or do you trade any altcoins? Do you go for like the DGEN plays on like really tiny little shit coins or what? So right now like I could my watch list, I'm actually looking at it right now is yeah. um AVAX, Bitcoin, BNB, Ethereum, Solana, XRP. That's really Okay, so main, like the main ones, yeah. The big liquidity but, ones. Yeah, exactly. Because these they, they move cleaner, you know what I mean? Like, for, well, it's funny. I'll tell you, out of all those, Bitcoin moves the worst. Because I'm I'm a very what what I my execution time frame is a, a one minute. So, yeah, I use I build my high time frame narrative. You know, using my four hour or well weekly to daily to four hour, and then once I reach my four hour ranges, you know, I'll use the M15 um, in order for confirmation. And then once I get confirmation on the M15, and I have my new level there. I'll wait for price to return there, and then I use the one minute. And that's how you'll get, you know, the pretty tight stop. Like in Forex, you'll get like two pip, three pip stop losses. Um, crypto will be like 0.5%. And I will say that some coins it's good to do that with. And yeah. I, the coins that I just listed, it works. But it's going into shit coins and stuff. It's just like, I don't like, I'm not big on taking trades that are like 3R that are going to take three days to play out. And maybe I'm just... Yeah, that, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I don't like that. I just... It's just too much... Too much time, too much, you know, I'm checking my chart and, oh, you know, I'm waiting. I just... Maybe I'm just impatient. I mean, I would say, actually, it's probably the opposite. You have to be more patient to wait for that one-minute confirmation. I take less trades because I get left a lot, especially with crypto. Like, price will just run away. But, you know, a key um, aspect of being successful in the long term is being okay to sit it out and also just being patient and having your strict execution so um sorry i got off track a little bit there no, no, I thought stupid, yeah. <laughs> to answer your question <laughs> i focus on the majors yeah nice <laughs> but, nice nice you know i do trade i'll tell you one coin that actually not as much recently but there for a while um that was trading really well was ape <laughs> oh yeah it's <laughs> took a heavy heavy toll wasn't it yeah, I think that's one yeah. probably one of the best underrated coins to get. Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't think of that. If if you could invest in one coin right now, let's say you had a thousand dollars, right, and you need to make as much money as you could, uh, right? What coin would you invest in? Not not financial advice. 
Is there any little right. DGEN I mean, plays you could at, get into at right now? Like, like how? What's the time frame? Like, um, years, like down the road? Let's let's say yeah, exactly. I really like Ape actually. I think Ape has got some solid potential, and it's dipped so heavy at the minute. I think, man, that's actually a really good question because, you know, the um, I would say boomer, but like I think the boomer of our, I would say Ethereum almost. I know that sounds kind of crazy because it's like, well, that's not going to get the best gains. But it's like, I mean, if, if you want my honest opinion, I think a lot of this shit's going to zero. And I'm a big crypto. I love crypto. Love crypto. Like, I I, I 100% believe in, you know, the way that it's going to disrupt a lot of uh, industries. But, but I also um, think a lot of it is total, um, I, don't, I don't know if you want to cuss in here, but total bull yeah. I don't want to. I think you guys get where I'm going, but like yeah. for instance, if you guys saw Unify, UNFI. If, I don't um, know, no, I've I've seen the charts, but I've not I've not kept track. See what it did yesterday? Um, no, I can have a look right now it though. Ran like, no, I'll tell you exactly. It ran like a thousand percent or something. No way, Jesus Christ, wow. UNFI. Like that kind of stuff. Like yeah, it ran eleven hundred percent. Um, that kind of stuff Jesus. is just manipulation. And that, that you don't, you know, because a lot of people look back at that. Oh my like, God, oh, let me get this up. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's insane. Dude. There you it's go for the, the people watching the podcast right now. Did in That's a insane. single day. Yeah, he did 1,100%. Damn. Oh That's insane. When that kind of stuff starts happening, okay, BLZ is another one. I didn't do anything near that. But when that kind of stuff starts to happen, um, you know what that tells me because a lot of a lot of these projects have you know a lot of these same developers that work for a lot of them yeah um and a lot of you know or if they're not the same developers they know each other right yeah so, yeah yeah you know whenever everybody starts to get this is like it's like 2018 2017 whenever everything starts to go up and really fly like this it's it's usually just going up to mitigate old orders i won't get into all that but basically this is game <laughs> Think about like a scam pub. When you see that start to happen in that effect, um, along with just how bearish Bitcoin's high time frames are currently, uh, and also all of the macroeconomic factors that are coming into play, you know, you can look at um, uh, one way to really kind of get analysis on on the world economy because a lot of people in crypto, they're like detached from like. I don't want to say reality, but like, oh, but kind don't of, go there. You get a lot of okay, people attacking you next tomorrow. Jesus. I don't mean that. I don't mean that like everybody, but I mean that he's only joking, people guys. That think Bitcoin's going to 100k in the next two months? Like, I'm sorry, but like, oh no, yeah, no, I I agree with that not, completely. You know what I mean? So, and and the reason why I'll say that is because you can look at, you can analyze, you know, across all of our risk on and risk off, risk off asset classes. You can go look at 10 year bonds. U.S. government bonds. Go look at Japanese bonds. Go look at energy. Go look at food commodities. And you can tell when the world's shifting from a risk on to a risk off. Yeah. And right now we're going to a risk off because you see, okay, interest rates are rising, inflation's rising. Um. So whenever you have assets like Bitcoin, because you know I truly believe that it, it, it's you're not going to have that kind of movement without institutional involvement. You're not going to have Bitcoin go to 100K by, you know, you, Just me, and you, yeah, buying it, yeah. <laughs> so those yeah. people that are that are looking to move price like that, 
they're not doing that with Bitcoin now. Now, do I think we might get another pump up to like the 30, 40K range? I mean, that's possible, but, um, you know, going back, Going back to the question of what to buy that would go up in a year, you know, you're not wrong about Ape, to be honest, because mm-hmm. um, Ape has a lot of fundamental value. Has a lot of backing as Ape. well, an insane amount yeah. of backing. Yeah, so I think that would maybe be the one I'd have to pick. What's your thoughts on um, oh, GMT? Sorry, stepping. GMT. Yeah. You know, actually, I, was, I actually took long this other day. Oh, nice. Pull it up. I mean, I, overall, the idea is really dope. The chart doesn't look terrible where we're at. Um, yeah, it looks similar right to eight, to be honest. Yeah, well, we're sitting right on top of this accumulation from back um, from late March of 2022, where we sent it all the way up. So we had kind of like, um, sorry, excuse me. No, it's all good. We had um, a return to origin down here. Um, I'll get a child today. You know. The whole the whole idea behind it, I think, is really good. I haven't looked into it deep enough to determine whether I think it's another Ponzi or not. I don't. I don't want to say <laughs> I think it is or I don't. Want to. It's mm. like that's another thing too. Um, and I probably sound like I I love crypto. Like I really do. I think that it's great. But I also think that like ninety percent of it is total. Like oh, even more than ninety nine percent of it. Yeah, yeah. Same with NFC. Same with everything. Yeah. Like you know, so it's like. Um, I'm always skeptical. Like I know a lot of people that they got into stepping. Did, did you guys see that fake? News? I don't. I don't know if it was like fake or. I think it was that Go they on. said that the CEO got arrested in China. It was going on. No way, China. really? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, but oh. it wasn't real. I don't. That's why we look at that huge drop we had. Um, it was like the eighth of May. Let me get this up for the YouTube again. Or, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was actually it was uh, this last drop we had. Oh, on the twenty sixth. Yeah. Yeah, that big drop. That was because of what? That news. Yeah, I want to. We can call it news. We can call it. It was a guy tweeting, but it got a shitload of. No uh, way. That's funny. Like it was like. I bet he felt good that day. He's like, get in. I just made the price of GMT drop by how much? Thirty-seven percent from one tweet. That's he's probably got on a plaque on his wall now. I would. I would do to be honest. That is so cool. Another way I look at that kind of stuff is it's like. You know, I mean, to be honest, that could be manipulation because when we're looking at where GMT is now, that drop needed to happen if we wanted it to go bull again. It doesn't really guarantee anything, but we needed to clean out that low, that spring low that yep. got wicked. You see where we tacked? Yeah, I see that. At like, sorry, my microphone's in the way, so I can't see. At like zero point eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. just above. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, there's the perspective that because a lot of times. Um, like, and I'm a big believer of not trading with news. Like, okay. I don't trade. I don't even look at news because when you look at a chart, it tells you what you need to know. And a lot of times it coincides with news. Like, for instance, um, you know, you'll have uh, certain coins. You'll be able to, to see bullish signs and new demand being introduced and respected um, before big news comes out. Because, you know, VCs are, are already establishing positions before that news comes out. You know, the news is to induce retail liquidity most of the time so th- that could have been the the situation with gmt um that's what it looks like on a chart if we can get back above some of these highs um, i would look for longs on gmt but at the same nice. time i don't like i said i don't understand the tokenomics but any coin that is its sole purpose is for rewards it's like um what was the worlds like everybody wanted to buy worlds like the token but i was mm-hmm. just like i don't see 
I would never buy the token because it's literally get, given to people to sell. Like, I think Worlds is a freaking amazing project. I think it's yeah, awesome, I haven't but, heard of Worlds, actually. Yeah, but it's like people literally, it, the whole, the sole purpose of that token is to be sold. And is not is GMT this similar, right? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, because the main aspect of it is you buy the NFT with the shoe, and then you go for runs, you earn the coin, and then you sell the coin for money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like a holding thing. You're not going to hold because you believe in a project. You're just trying to make money, sell, make money, sell. That's it. Yeah, and unless they have a, you know, an extremely well, I have heard good things. Um, from trusted sources, like some of my people that I work with, they, they talk about like, oh, no, no, GMT's not like all the other Ponzi's. I'm like, all right, mm. whatever, but... Could be a nice um, little long-term play then. But yeah, I, I honestly think Ape and GMT are probably the two healthiest. I think Ape over GMT, because obviously they mark back in, and I think Board Ape Yacht Club is ESR, it has an evaluation of $4 billion, which is insane. $4 billion for an NFT project, because they built a massive brand around it now. And obviously, if you, I'm guessing you saw like the trailer to their little metaverse game um, that came out like a, yep. I think last month. That looks pretty cool so far. And they're the only projects I've seen that are actually like making that play to the metaverse. So huge, right. huge potential there. Because obviously, if that comes out, then Ape will um, boom. So we'll see. Yeah. The game looks Ex great, bro. Yeah, it does. Extremely. Extremely good news uh, about Ape that you both feel that way. I bought in at, I think it was $12 or $13, and it's down oh, no to way. 7 right now. So I'm not super excited about that. But if you're both feeling that it's going to recover, I don't yeah, feel so I, terrible I about think so. buying my, my Ape coin. But Casper, <laughs> uh, I wanted to change gears a little bit here and get a little more insight from you uh, ar around your work as an analyst at Bitcoin Playbit. Um, but before that, and I think you've, you've covered it really nicely here, is just your read on the crypto market right now you know have we reached the floor um you know uh, how are the bear markets affecting your trading i think that's you know what we'd like to to get to i think you've covered a lot of that actually already just how you're feeling in general but are there any like large you know brush strokes that you you want to share with the folks listening just around the sentiment in general um around the crypto markets um you know you've already shared you think 90 percent are gonna just disappear here. similar in nfts i think that was you know folks have been saying that for quite a while now that uh, there's all these projects coming out that are just dying before they even make yeah. out um but basically you know what what are your what are your sort of broad brush strokes and it may be speaking to the folks that aren't quite as knowledgeable as as the two of you um just maybe getting into it you know give us a, a market read right now in crypto and then we'll dive right into uh, uh your work as an analyst at bitcoin playbit sure so Put it simple, um, Bitcoin um, under 32,650. If we don't get a four-hour candle close above that, I'm bearish on the high time frames. That would be the most simple way to put it. And whenever I say I'm bearish, because you ask how it affects my trading, does that mean I won't long? That does not mean that. But it means that I will long with a counter-trend approach. And I'll need more confirmation, and I'm going to take profits more aggressively, and I'm not going to target the range highs. So if you look, I mean we can clearly see that supply is in control by just look, you don't have to know technical analysis to see the huge, you know, bleeding candles to tell that you know, it's, it's pretty clear that the market makers at this time are pushing price down. So, you know, while I think um, this is speaking for Bitcoin specifically, you know, we, we've been in this range for a, quite a long time, which usually 
um, means we're going to accumulate and push back up. Yeah, that's what under I was 30, thinking. Yeah, under 32,650 um, bearish um, targets 26,631. And now if we, if, if we swip, switch where we get a four-hour closure above 32,650, I'm looking for a run probably back up to around 37K. Nice. Yeah, that's that's same with me. We've been trading in a range for a while now. So I'm just waiting for a breakout either side because obviously normally when the markets are ranging like this and it's been ranging for what, like a, a month now? Like quite a while. It's just stuck in between these two zones. And normally when it does this, um, same with any pair to be honest, it's obviously grabbing liquidity and it's ready to getting ready to make a big, big move. Um, so either waiting for a break above like 32K, which is like the, our little upper band or the break below the lower, which is around, I don't know, 28K-ish. Um, so I'm, I'm just personally waiting for just a clean move either up or down. We just need a clear signal, a clear, like just a nice close above or below one of those levels. And then we'll probably gain the market direction from there. Yeah, I think we're probably headed to, um, if you look at that big wick on the four hour that we got before we started like moving to the upside, I think it's 27,950. That's where I want to see us clear that. Okay. Um, yeah. That, that we might have enough liquidity to go to the upside but if you if you could get right now um let's say i could give you right a, a billion dollars if you guess where is the floor in bitcoin what is the exact price exact price will bounce off are we, have we already hit the floor or do you reckon we're still going down you know you got pinpoint pinpoint i would it's really hard you know I, that'd be a guess so yep that's but fine Yes, I had to totally guess. You know what would be the absolute bottom because I don't think we're at the bottom yet. Oh, okay, okay. I think that even if we go up to thirty-seven k, I think we're gonna come down twice as violent as we just did. Oh damn! Okay, then that's a that's a hard dump. <laughs> if it does do that, that's a hard question. That's a good one, bro. I would say like probably like twenty-two k. 22k is your final guess 22k okay well there'll be a clip of this on twitter in six months time and it's going to tap 22k exactly and bounce be like yeah i told you guys <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah yeah which it's scary because yeah it could easily just once we break the like the current lows that we've made it could just tank from there i don't know it's, it's scary I but, hope it does. I know that sounds fucked up, or practically, but I hope it does because. <laughs> um, sorry about that. I, that's all good. I like. I mean, in my like, for instance, when we're in this range, it provides, like, I like this. Like, I like ranging because I like day trading. I don't you know, swing trading is great, but I like you know making my my daily goal being done. Yep. And you know, make my weekly weekly goal early in the week and be done. Like, I'd, I'd, and that's I'm gonna get that day trading. And I, I like shorting. That's funny. Like I've became like such a bear, but I mean, I'll, I'll it's it's not like, you know, I'll go bull as soon as I see reason to. But you know, for instance, these huge shorts. I mean, they're beautiful. So, I and I'm not in any equity at all. Like I don't own any crypto equity. Zero. Oh, fair enough. But wow. I want um, yeah, I'm just trading futures. But um, I want, you know, if we could get a price move back up to the 37k, you know, you might end up getting some of the best shorts of your life <laughs> or you know if you look at the weekly time frame um we could be just in a i'm not sure how familiar with like wyckoff um but 
we could be just in a uh, a weekly distribution distribution range. Which, if that was the case, you know, we might come all the way up to around you know 56k in order to before moving to the downside. But whatever it is, of uh, 37k or you know 40 37 to 40k or 56k, whatever. I just after that, I think it's going to come down brutally, brutally hard. I don't think that. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I mean, I see one day. Do I see Bitcoin at 100k one day? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, even if it's just with inflation. Like, if you, if you have our current, you know, here in the states, if you have our current inflation rate, you give us like 10, 15 years. <laughs> you know, Bitcoin's gonna already be halfway there just by inflation, because <laughs> it is denominated against the dollar. But um, you know, I do. I am bullish on it for the long term. But I also, um, I just read charts. Like I just kind of read it from the chart. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Completely get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna jump in. This is awesome. Um, we're gonna jump into asking you, Casper, a little bit about your co-founder ship at networking. I'd love to hear a little bit about that and uh, tell us what you do. Like, what is it? Break it down for us. Yeah, so I actually didn't really get, you know, super, super involved with, like, buying NFTs until, like, March. I was really late, like, March this year. But I had been, mm-hmm. you know, in the space. I know people that are really big in the space that, you know, I, I, I was always, always in that community. And um, I saw, like, a huge opportunity for kind of, like, almost think of, like, LinkedIn, but crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I saw a lot of talent and then, you know, also a lot of people getting scammed, like whether that was, you know, not, not just the, you know, scam you're thinking of when somebody's like clicks a link or something stupid like that. But I mean like people, you know, not getting paid for their work or devs, you know, rugging projects or giving, making sure their wallets mint the one of one stuff, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I wanted to create kind of a safe environment for, people you know like artists developers influencers content creators project managers i wanted to um create something where everybody could kind of come together and network and um you know in a professional state because i didn't really see that yet i just saw you know a new uh, you know amazing industry that had a ton of um a ton of room for improvement as far as you know putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So that was kind of the, you know, we just were, me and, me and a partner, we were actually in a Twitter space and we were just listening to it. We were talking on Discord and we are like, you know, we kind of just came up with the idea. And within like 24 hours, we had like made the Twitter and the- Damn, that's cool. And- uh, it's not like what we're doing here, I guess. Like we're just trying to network traders together. Um, we obviously yeah. more into the Web3 bit. But yeah, that's, that, no, that's, that's super really, cool. That's really cool. So yeah, you've sort of so answered. Got... Oh, go on, Tyler. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you uh, you've answered how you've gotten involved and you know, sort of a spur of the moment through a, a Twitter Spaces. Um, could you share with us a little bit, just you know, with um, what you've created with networking? Do you have like a end goal or like a sort of an aim for the project over the next you know couple of years? I, can, I guess we can probably guess, but I'd love to hear exactly what you're thinking over the next little while, um, how you'd like to see that progress and change over time. So, you know, it, at this point, it, it'd be like, this is going to be a free form answer. You know, I, mm-hmm. I want it to become um, 
more of a media platform like slash LinkedIn, like almost like a social network. But oh, nice. you know, obviously I'm not trying to create the next Twitter. Now I do. The, the main goal is to eventually be a go-to for talent and also teams looking for talent. So, you know, we have a database of people who've put in applications and their resumes. And then we have, you know, our categories of, you know, between the artists, developers, all that. And we, you know, we can work with different projects that are looking to build out their teams. Um, so that's really, you know, I'm not at this point, we're not really trying to turn into like an S and P 500 company. We did it more just for, you know, the desire to do it. We didn't really do it in the beginning with the whole idea of like, let's make millions off this or something like that. Yeah. Because it's not even, there's not even really a ton of money in that unless you're doing it. Not really on the media side, unless you want to like start advertising for companies and promoting stuff and that type of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like um, NFT marketing, in my opinion, unless you're doing influencer marketing is like nearly pointless like i mean i don't know about any of you guys if you see a paid ad for nft oh no it's instant red flag instant <laughs> red flag forward. yeah yeah no yeah. um so this is a big very very broad question but um the web3 space has only just begun as you can see like it's been around for what like the past year two years max um people are like the blockchain crypto nfts um i was gonna say the multiverse and um the metaverse um all that stuff where do you think it's all leading to where do you think we'll be like in five ten years time will everyone be sat there in the metaverse will will the blockchain be like the only form of like ledger and that type of stuff where do you think it's all going you know like the term the metaverse it's like it's very broad at the minute yeah yeah i think we're way too early yeah exactly exactly like I think there's going to be tons of metaverses, I guess, you know, um, and there's going to be, I think the main opportunity there is for businesses to um, create a new stream of income without having to, you know, a physical cost of goods. So like, yeah. goods, like for example, you know, like, um, you know, say Nike, they come out with their NFT collection. Well, all they really had to do is design that, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Contract written. They don't, it's a one-time thing. I think that it, gives that um that value to businesses so that's really the main purpose i see in the metaverse and then also with like with gaming once vr is a thing but excuse me Um, once yeah once um you know vr is a little bit more advanced i see that and then also the gambling like we've seen with decentraland like decentral games i i think i see a huge potential with that but it's like you know with the with web three i think the bigger benefit is you know whenever the internet was first um gaining steam the developers had a lot more control of you know the internet and they had a lot more freedom to to build and actually be seen and now um unless you're working you know you're using one of a few platforms to get in front of people and that's going to be facebook google um yahoo apple all these huge yeah uh, yahoo, these huge <laughs> giants that's how that's the only way you're going to get in front of anybody you know whether you know because it makes no sense for some people but what i'm saying is you're going to have to use one of their ad platforms or you're going to have yep. to you know it, it's all it's monopolized so you know with that being said i think it's super super important to kind of give back that power to developers and and it also incentivizes you know quality 
software to be built because right now it's like um you know everything's kind of like i said it's pushed through those companies yeah it's more so, money based and like all they're looking all these big like projects are just looking for just money 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 whereas if we give power to like the people they're going to create more of a community and like an, an engaging like world rather than all be about like the rich getting richer that type of stuff it'll be everyone has their own say i'm really confused though on like the actual metaverse aspect i think everyone's a bit confused and no one really has a clear path at the minute because you see all these projects uh, nft projects real life projects vr games normal games all saying like we're going to head towards the metaverse we're going to get involved with the metaverse but like what even is the metaverse is it going to be like like you know have you watched the film um is it ready player one that's it ready player one with the oasis like is it going to be we all put on our headset and it's like one big open thing and you can visit different projects you can visit different games or is it just i don't I don't even know what what does it even mean by the metaverse it's so confusing is it going to be like an app where you can just I don't know, like, no one has a clear vision, so I think everyone's getting a bit, com like, combobulated, and they're just, like, every single NFT project you see now is saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have metaverse integrations, but I don't even think they know what metaverse is, and, yeah, like I said, I think we're way, 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 way too early. I think we need to chill out a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, like, with NFTs, like, okay, any NFT that tells you they're building like the next decentralized Grand Theft Auto, just go ahead and run because they're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just simply not happening. Like, like it, it's just funny. Like we see, you know, uh, Yuga has created that game, and we're all like genuinely surprised at this point. We're like, wow, they're actually yeah, they actually made one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's so many projects. Like, like there was one called like Wilder Worlds, where like there were so many people. And a couple servers trying to convince me to buy into like when it comes <laughs> outer, and I was like, dude, like this. There, it was literally like their whole thing is they're building a decentralized Grand Theft Auto. They're average. No way, that'd be so cool. Imagine that. That'd be so be, cool. Like, see you in when? Yeah, fifty okay. years. Yeah, I wonder how much yeah. money it costs to create yeah, GTA. Dude, like yeah, like, and then team. We got a team of three thousand people. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Exactly. I feel Rockstar. old. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a team of probably, what, 1,000-plus employees and a budget of, what, like, 500 million. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this no. tiny little NFT project that's releasing 10,000 NFTs at, like, $200 each, and they think they can make a game that big. Hmm, yeah. not too sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, so same thing with the metaverse. Like, all every freaking project, you know, oh, you can stake your NFT in our metaverse. And, like, well, a lot of them are good. <laughs> a lot of it is good, but a lot of it's just total scam so that's what with the you know the quote the metaverse like the only the main ones that i see you know holding true on sandbox and in mana like decentralized yep, yeah just yep. because they have partnerships with big big companies, companies. yeah Dog. yeah so <laughs> yeah that, that that's where i see you know that kind of value and like um but i i also do think like i've just i remember the ico boom of like 2018 and 2017 i remember that like whenever there was a new crypto because it started off it was like you know a lot of people don't remember or weren't even involved like dude bitcoin cash used to be like the second or third biggest crypto i remember that time. It, was like, I remember it was like bitcoin bitcoin cash and then ethereum. ethereum yeah you know what i mean so it's like 
And then there was tons of coins like that came up just like there's tons of, that's why I said earlier, like I think a lot of this stuff's going to zero because you know, like people come up with all these crazy use cases and like, you know, you like, Oh, this is the decentralized, you know, Twitch or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's, that's cool. But like, tell me why that, that is even, I know why it's needed, but like, do you genuinely think that's going to just like take off and like take over Twitch? Yeah. It's not most of the time. Yeah. I hate to be, I'm not trying to, you know, but it's just realistic. So same thing with a lot of these metaverses and NFTs like that are, you know, um, kind of pro. And then, and what it does is it creates that hype where everybody's talking about the meta. I mean, dude, Facebook now is trying to make their, uh, whatever their, um, attempt at the metaverse. Yeah. They've been really quiet since the announced that like, they announced it. Everyone was talking about it. And since then I've not heard a single thing. It's, have you seen like, like what their, like their previews and stuff of it? Yeah, I saw like the video. I saw it when like they initially like changed the name and they released all those videos of like, um, oh my god, I forgot his name. What's his name? Mark. Is that Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, yeah, Mark. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. The alien. Uh, yeah, the alien. And everyone's like, is he a robot? <laughs> he looks so funny in those videos. Yeah, and that's it. Since... It's, it's just turned into a bunch of horror memes of. Yes, I love it though. I love it. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah I don't know. Um, moving on to the last question before we give it a little wrap up um, this is a question we are, we've asked everyone apart from the first one actually um, if you could go back in time to when you first started your crypto journey or just your general investing journey what is one thing or piece of advice you would have told yourself Well, I guess at the beginning of like when I first bought crypto, <laughs> just hold. Just hold. Yeah, that's been most people's answers. Twenty thirteen, but um, you know, back to like when I first started trading, I guess I would just tell myself to stop using so many indicators. That's um, a nice one. Yeah. Um, you know, stop overthinking everything, and also stop trading it like a casino. <laughs> yeah, there's three big ones right there. You, know, you want to be the house you want to be the house and that's exactly that's like yeah. smart money and understanding um market structure and supply and demand and smart money concepts comes into play where you can try to play with the house you know what i mean Instead yeah exactly rather than being a victim <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i really appreciate your time um that was casper trades on hodler's podcast um casper you can give yourself a little plug um if you want to plug your twitter your youtube whatever you have um, where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, my uh, Twitter is just um, Casper underscore SMC. Uh, if there you guys you want to give me a follow on there. My YouTube is Casper Trades. Um, I post streams daily, Monday through Friday. I stream the New York session tra live trading. Skadoosh. I also do just general sentiment streams on Thursdays and Fridays. And yeah, I mean, that's that's where you can find me. Awesome. And NFT dot. Go on, you can give yourself a plug as well. Yeah, yeah, you can check me out at uh, NFT Dad on TikTok. And uh, I've got uh, NFT, the underscore NFT underscore dad on Twitter. And uh, yeah, Casper, it's been an education. I uh, really appreciate uh, you, you joining in. And, and uh, I've learned a lot. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, this has been a fun one. It's been really fun. On yeah, it's been awesome. So thanks so much. Yeah, right. We'll wrap up there. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.